The following program is a paid advertisement. The views reflected on this show are not necessarily the views of ESPN 1000. Chauncey's Great Outdoors is brought to you by Waterworks, the number one London low dealer in the Midwest at 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills, 708-798-9700. Midwest Outdoors Magazine, the true magazine for the Midwest sportsman at MidwestOutdoors.com. Paul's Pizza on 31st and Wolf Road in Westchester, Illinois, where the sandwich is the sandwich. GP Italiano, a true family Italian restaurant, or a restaurant just for you and that special person, at 1 South LaGrange Road in downtown LaGrange, at gpitaliano.com, 708-325-4590. Follow me. Find a world that embraces free open spaces. Come and follow me. Hello, everyone. This is Chauncey from Chauncey's Great Outdoors. Come on out and follow me into the great outdoors. Whether it's close to home or across this great country, come on out and follow me. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Chauncey's Great Outdoors. little change of venue today because uh, with all the weather warnings and tornado warnings and thunderstorms and high winds, we had to postpone the classic Fishing for a Cure from Constellation Power to May 22nd. So you've got a couple extra weeks to get your applications in there and be part of the biggest charity fishing tournament in the Midwest. That's Fishing for a Cure on May 22nd at Braidwood Lake, and you could win part of that guaranteed $10,000 4000 for first place. Don't forget that. Right there on the tournament day on the 22nd. We'll talk about it more in the program. Okay, but on this week's show, we're going to hear from our good buddy, Captain Tony. Boats in the water, fish are out in Lake Michigan, and he's hammering them. Oh, my gosh. He, we're going to hear from Tony about how him, I, and uh, Gary Durenz were out this past week and had way too much fun. Then Jonathan Munda. Uh, Jonathan is a, a young angler in northern Illinois. Uh, he has a secret. And he's willing to tell us his secret on catching five-pound-plus bass and more. He includes a nine-pounder that he caught this uh, year already in northern Illinois. Can't go wrong with that. And he's going to give us his secrets on how he improves his odds to catch more and bigger fish. Then Mike Reynolds, our hunting pro staffer, yep, that's right, he'll be on the program here to tell us his turkey hunting stories from Illinois and from Oklahoma. I just want to break out in the song, don't you? Oklahoma. Never mind. Uh, and he was also hog hunting down in Oklahoma. So I'm interested in hearing from him about what he tells us about hog hunting in Oklahoma. And then in our last segment, we'll have the Aiden Fishing Report and other outdoor information for you. So it's a packed show. Make sure you have a pencil and paper to write down information about the Fishing for a Cure tournament on May 22nd. Like I said, can't argue with Mother Nature. Now let's hear from Captain Tony. Somewhere, probably sitting on the boat to go out on the big pond. Tony, how are you? Hey, good morning, Charles. How are you? Buddy, all I could say is it was absolutely fantastic when we went out this past week. Oh, it was nuts. I mean, we had such a good pot of fish. 
it was unbelievable. I mean, the action was fast. Uh, I mean, we had rods laying all over the boat, trying to put them back. They're going to the wrong side because I had all the rods on the opposite sides. We had so many, uh, so many fish going at one time. It was nuts. It was a good day. Man, I mean, Tony, it it was like spring coho is absolutely if. If man, when you hit the pot, you get the pot. I mean, we, we did what tw- fifteen fish in less than th- what twenty minutes, twenty five minutes, twenty five minutes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we had a good pot of fish out there. Uh, we we're trying to put rods back in. Lucky, I looked back in the cooler, and I'm like, stop, let's stop fishing. <laughs> got to count them. I'm like, oh, we got two on the deck. We got twelve in there. We're done. We had you had one on the line. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gary had one on the line. We shook him, and then we were going to pull the other lines, and there was fish on all the other lines, and we shook all the other fish, too. And, yeah. Boom, 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 uh, boom, boom, boom. It was, it was crazy. Didn't even expect it, you know, but you never know, you know. And, of course, you know, this weather's changing so much. Uh, it's like the pods moving and out. Mm-hmm. Cold fronts come in, shut down the fish. But, you know what, don't let that discourage you. you got to get out there and fish. Get out there and fish. If you know, and I've got to tell people if if you want if if you want to get those five salmon in the freezer, give Captain Tony a call. And what's the best way to get a hold of you, Tony, to get a a charter set up? Oh, I would call the office at area code eight four seven eight three eight two zero three seven. If I don't answer, just leave a message. Uh, you can always uh, shoot me an email. Go to my website at www.diamondghostcharters.com click on the email link and send me an email, uh, check them periodically throughout the day, and uh, I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Mm-hmm. And what did we all yell on Diamond Ghost Charters? Get that fishing rod right now. <laughs> <laughs> we all yell. Was, you were funny, Charles, oh. because it was like, hey, Charles, give me the rod in your hand. He looked at me and go, grab the other one right behind you. The dipsy's going. And then Gary's like, no, the other one up on top. It was like, which one do you want me to grab, Tony? There's one over here, one over there, one over there. I mean, they were all popping all the time, and we had five fish on at one point. Oh, I know. I didn't even use a net. I just started yanking them in the boat. Mm-hmm. You know, but yeah, you know, that's what you expect with coho, you know. Um, yeah. Uh, weather permitting, you know, uh, you find the pod, stick with it. You get a couple, keep going a little bit. If you, you don't get any more, turn back around. Maybe they're, they're heading the other way or out just a little deeper, you know, mm-hmm. but... You know, that's what's great about the spring coho run. Oh, it is. It's absolutely fantastic. Well, once again, everybody, just give Diamond Ghost Charters, whether you go online, check them out at diamondghostcharters.com. Give them a phone call at, what was the phone number again, 847? Yeah, 847-838-2037. And we all yell, fish on on Diamond Diamond Ghost. (laughs) Take care, buddy. Uh, be safe out there, everybody. Good fishing. You're listening to Chauncey, and Chauncey's great outdoors. You know us. Hey. We know the outdoors. Hello, everyone. Chauncey here from Chauncey's Great Outdoors. We had to change the date for the Constellation Fishing for a Cure fishing tournament, that big charity tournament that we come to every year. That's right, because of weather concerns. But on May 22nd, mark that down, we will be celebrating 20 years of Fishing for the Cure hosted by Constellation Power at Braidwood Lake in Braidwood, Illinois. Since 2002, we have raised over $700,000, and every penny of that 
that is raised goes to the charities. Constellation, a great company, picks up all the expenses because it believes in the community and its employees and the families that are working together to help those in need. We know that fishermen have the biggest hearts, and this year we are helping Advocate Children's Hospital and we are going to buy them a virtual reality program and other entertainment items for the children's hospital wing. Staying in the hospital is stressful for us adults. Can you imagine what it's like for a kid in the hospital? And heaven forbid if it was one of your children. Please help us help them. This is the biggest charity of tournament that I know of in the Midwest and beyond. And Constellation guarantees $10,000 prize money. And that means the winner will get $4,000, second place $2,500, third place $1,000, and they pay out out to the top 10 spots. Takeoff is at 6.30 in the morning. There will be food and drink after, also shirts, silent raffles, and more. So don't wait for the last minute, because we do cut off the field at 100 boats. For more information, contact Brett Nauman at 309 433 6894, or you can email him at brett.nauman, N A U M A N, at constellation.com. From my heart to yours, please sign up and let's get these kids what they need to make their hospital stay better and get home with their families faster. And let's all go fishing for a cure at Braidwood Lake. You can also email me at Chauncey's with an S, Outdoors with an S, at AOL.com for the entry forms and any questions that you may have. Look forward to hearing from you, but more important, I look forward to seeing you there. Waterworks is ready to get you on the water this spring with a 2022 Lund or low boat powered by a Mercury outboard. But they also have fun, certified used boats that are in great shape. Need to repower? Try a new fuel-efficient Mercury outboard and your boat will feel like it's brand new. Waterworks has everything for your boating fun. You can order and have it shipped to you from parts, accessories, oil, or a new Mercury outboard. Waterworks has everything you need to be ready to go. Just call them at 708-798-9700 or go to waterworks.com. Plan your next Illinois adventure to Ren Lake, where the fun begins. Ren Lake is situated in the heart of scenic southern Illinois and can offer you 19,000 acres of water fun and recreation all within Interstates 57 and 64. At their website, enjoyrenlake.com, you can learn about Southern Illinois lodging at its finest, restaurants, family activities, bike trails, camping, and some fantastic fishing and hunting all in one spot at Ren Lake. And it's one of my favorite places to go. You love watching us on TV? Now you can enjoy the great outdoors every day of the week with a subscription to Midwest Outdoors Magazine. For only $14.95, Big issues loaded with the best of fishing, hunting, and the great outdoors. Each one packed with how-to and where-to-go information you can use all year long. Call 1-800-606-FISH. Inside each issue, you'll find timely, in-depth articles on fishing techniques, hunting strategies, equipment reviews, and new product showcases. Fishing or hunting, it's all covered. What are you waiting for? Call 1-800-606-FISH. When you're fishing for salmon with Diamond Ghost Charters on Lake Michigan, the two words every fisherman loves to yell is, Fish on! 
and Captain Tony of Diamond Ghost Charters will put you on the fish when you're looking to go. A salmon fishing trip with Diamond Ghost Charters is a perfect way to spend a half a day or a full day out fishing with friends, family, or co-workers all on Lake Michigan. So let Diamond Ghost Charters out of Winthrop Harbor hook you up with a chunky summer coho, a trophy fall king, or a lunker lake trout. They're all waiting for you with Diamond Ghost Charters. Don't wait. Call Captain Tony at 847-838-2037. That's 847-838-2037. And get ready to yell, fish on! Okay, forest animals, kids are coming to the forest, and it's up to us to make their visit a good one. Sparrow, have you practiced the most popular bird songs for the year? Of course! Catchy. I like it. River, how's the temperature? It's a refreshing 52 degrees, man. I love it. Uh, Turtle. He's not here yet, man. Uh, He's late every morning. Okay. Squirrel. The forest has been preparing just for you. To learn more about cool things to do in the forest, visit discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors Radio Network. For more information, contact us at chaunceymedia at aol.com. This segment is brought to you by Waterworks. Waterworks Boat Sales at 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills, 708-798-9700. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors on ESPN AM 1000 in Chicago. Lazy yellow moon coming up to tonight, shining through the trees. Everybody, welcome back to Chauncey's Great Outdoors. And you know what? I'm not waiting for the phone to ring because I called him up. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody, we're talking with Jonathan Munda. And Jonathan is an an angler here in Illinois in the Midwest. But Jonathan uh, is a very successful angler. Is that a good way to say it? Uh, I, I'm, I sometimes I think I'm more lucky than good, but yeah, sure. <laughs> it's, what was that line? It's always to be, you know, somebody call you lucky than, you know, some, I can't remember. How, 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 yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, Jonathan, one of the things is you, you're fishing. I mean, and you fished, you know, all your life with, you know, your, your went out with as a family and then as you became an adult. But, I mean, you really look at fishing because, I mean, you catch some huge salmon. You catch some big, largemouth bass. And, you know, you're catching these fish in waters that we all have fished at some point in our, or another. Correct. You know, I mean, what's, how, how do you, where in your mind does it say, this is what I got to do to get a big one? Well, it really depends on the species. I mean, if you want to talk about, say, largemouth, um, this time of year, right now, you know, mm-hmm. pre-spawn is when you're going to catch your heaviest fish. You know, obviously, they stay the same length all year, but um, if you really want their heaviest fish, it's going to be pre-spawn this time of year. Mm-hmm. And you just focus your efforts on lakes that produce those fish. So you have to do some homework to find Correct. these lakes. Correct. One of, one of the things I look for with bass fishing is, I like clear water. Now, this is just a personal preference, mm-hmm. but I prefer clear water lakes. Something about them, I don't know what it is, but whether it's, I think it's maybe the food, their habitat, eyesight, you know, it all plays a part. But the one thing I like about this time of year is that I can really focus in on where those bigger bass are going to be. 
And a perfect example of that would be, let's say you have a clear lake, and most more times than not, I'm going to try and fish the North Shore. Mm-hmm. Reason being, in the springtime, I like to fish the North Shore of any lake, wherever, especially clear water, is it heats up the fastest. Fish in the spring want warm water, especially bass that are pre-spawned. And I tend to find, too, that a lot of the beds on these lakes, where they do spawn, are going to be around the North Shore of a lake. So, one of the things I like in this time of year, you know, perfect example is this past weekend, it was really windy. That wind was cranking out of the south. You usually get on those warmer days, it's going to be a south wind. It gets that clear water turning muddy. When that muddy water happens, that's usually when you're going to find me at a lake. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, w- one of the things that you said, uh, I-, I like, my preference also is clear water. You know, and uh, but a lot of times in the spring you have rain run rain run off the ground. You've got creeks that are dirty and muddy, so a lot of our lakes aren't on there. But that doesn't mean you can't catch them; they're just acting different. Correct, correct. You know, and I I think that's the the trick here is you can't just say I'm going to pitch this X bait. That's, you know, a, a multi, it's a soft plastic, uh, looks exactly like a fish, and I'm going to cast that, and I'm going to work it all the time. The, mm-hmm. the fish may not want that. They're No. And, and they may not want something that big, right? Correct. And there's three baits I usually, like, with bass fishing that I will hone in on, if whether I'm on a boat, shore fishing, what have you. Um, I will usually have these three baits with me at all times. One is a frog that's more so when, when the spawn starts into summer. Mm-hmm. Number two is a Cinco, so versatile. You can fish a Texas rig. You can fish a Wacky rig, weedless. You know, um, there's so many options you can do with that. Um, and that works. And that's a good clear water bait. Um, and then uh, my favorite, though, is flipping bait. And one of my favorite baits would be, a, I know I'm not sponsored or anything by anybody, but it would be a Strike King Rage Bug. And the reason I prefer that bait is for like you were saying, where if you're trying to, they don't want it this way. They, you know, they, what way do they want it? It helps me figure it out faster in the way that the striking rage bug has flapper tail and they come connected. Mm. Well, you can keep it connected and swim it like a swim bait. They don't want that. You can open up the legs and it has little paddles on them to where you can hop it. Do they want it hot? Do they want it pitch? Do they want it swimming? You know, you see what I'm saying? And there's a multiple colors that you can use mm. for that too hone in on what they want, and then go from there. Okay. Now, when, um, so it was a, you said a plastic frog, a, um, what was Cinco. A Cinco. And the third one was a? Any type of flipping bait that you're comfortable with and that have confidence in. And then mine would be like the striking rage bug. Yeah. I think Kevin Van Dam likes that one too. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've been with him. Okay, so I, I think that mm-hmm. one time. You know. <clears throat> but you know, th- this is the intriguing thing is, you know, you we have so much information now from mm-hmm. DNRs, from forest preserves to, uh, you know, other agencies within counties that they're doing studies. So you could get an idea of what a population of a lake is by just mm-hmm. doing some time on the net, right? Oh, correct. Correct. It, it, it's almost too much information, really, um, because it, it, it's so 
a lot of there's a lot of BS out there, you know, and it's hard to decipher what's good, what's not. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So really understanding your sources, and you know, and, and you got to do you got to put in the homework, like you said. Yeah. Well, I, I do know that uh, a lot of people know where Bussy Lake is in yeah. Cook County. The Forest mm-hmm. Preserve District was out at Bussy Lake just this past week, and I said I think they took. <clears throat> I mean, I want to get my numbers right. I think they said they shocked. When I say shocked, they electroshocked, but it doesn't kill the fish. It just kind of like, they go, whoa, that felt good, you know? And Mm -hmm. they picked up six or eight muskies. Nothing really huge, but, you know, all very healthy fish. Mm -hmm. Then they picked up some uh, largemouth that were there. They picked Mm -hmm. up about seven northern pike. This is all below the main dam, okay? Okay. And then they picked up somewhere around 60 walleye. Wow. So, I mean, if I want to increase my odds, I'm going to go someplace where there's fish. You know, that's... Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's huge, yeah. Of course. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's what people need to realize. That's what they need to do to look at. You know, and you have to work your baits. (laughs) You have to look at them. And... One of my biggest things, is, especially for me as a fisherman and as a human, you know, I'm a father, a husband, and I work long hours um, at my job, Monday through Friday, you know, banker's hours, but a lot of OT, and my time on the water is limited. So when I do go out, I don't want to waste my time because I don't have that much to fish. Mm-hmm. So I am going to put in throughout the week that effort of looking online and looking at these resources that are available. If I have a friend, you know, that has been out or I have some friends that are guides and, hey, what's the bite like? And I'm not even going to fish their body of water, but what is the mood of the fish in the area? You know, even though they're different bodies of water, it's going to, you know, this time of year, they're pretty much predictable, you know, and most times they are really too. But it's just, it's making the most out of your time that you go out and, and that's putting in the homework on the computer that's, you know, doing your research fishing the conditions that are right for what you want to fish. You know, if I want to fish bass, and let's say it's a clear lake and it's, you know, I fished it the week before and it wasn't very good and the conditions are the same, I'm not going to fish that lake, you know. Mm -hmm. But let's say I have a walleye lake or the salmon are biting on a Lake Michigan. I'm going to go do that instead, you know what I'm saying? Because my homework or my notes, which, which is something that I actually keep, and I suggest a lot of anglers do that, is, Write down, you know, not every time you go out, but what was the temp for the day? What was the water temp? You know, was it prefrontal? Was it, you know, postfrontal? What are, you know, that type of thing. So that way in years to come and weeks to come, you know, hey, I'm not even going to waste my time with this. You know, unless you got all the time in the world, which some people do. I wish I did. You know, I mean, this for a living. But, um, you know, it, 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 that's what I, it really helps. You know, to, to, to maximize my time on the wall. Yeah. And, and that falls into the same uh, aspect of for many years. And uh, I'm, I'm not I'm not preaching or because you're probably a much better fisherman than, than I am, Jonathan. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I always tell people, I go, yes, you could read all the, the magazines, you know, Bassmasters, Red Crest, uh, Field and Stream, Outdoor Life, whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yes, it's great to read the magazines and, and learn stuff and when they talk about baits and stuff. But I always found out if you learn the science of the fish, what mm-hmm. makes that fish tick? Exactly. 
you can become a better fisherman. What makes oh. that deer tick? Well, I don't mean the deer tick, but what makes the deer, yeah. the deer you, know, <laughs> you know, I mean, you become a better deer hunter. You know, I, I mean, it's just, Correct. it's not rocket science, folks. Nope, not at all. I think, we, and that's what I think it is. It's, you know, something my father always told me is the, the acronym KISS. Keep it simple, stupid. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, it really is. It's so simple. Now, it's not simple to put into work and this and that, but the idea of it is very simple. You know, to get from point A to point B where you want to be, yeah. it's right there for the tape. Mm-hmm. Now, your last largemouth was nine pounds. Correct, 9.1. Yes. Oh, excuse me, 9.1. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get that in there. That's okay. right. You know, 9.1. And then, but you've also, you know, you took some eight pounders, you took seven pounders, right? Yeah, one. I have one eight-pounder that I caught eight years ago, and this is all out of Lake County, Illinois. Mm-hmm. Um, I had one eight-pounder eight years ago. Um, that one was also like 8.1, 8.2. Um, and these are all unofficial weights. This is all off of the hand scale I have. Um, I did use it in fast tournaments. It's pretty spot on, mm-hmm. but it's not official. Um, I do have uh, one seven and a half and one seven that I've caught in the past six years. And then my goal every year is usually I want to get, I mean, that's very simple. I want to get one five-pounder, which sounds simple, and a five-pounder is a huge fish for around here, but that's the goal I set for myself. Sometimes I do it, sometimes I don't. Um, to be perfectly honest with you, um, I went to the spot where I caught that nine-pounder this year four weeks prior to that, and four times, again, on the weekends when I'm able to get out, and I had two hits. Mm. <laughs> I, I never caught you know what I mean but I would yeah. say I was there for a half hour mm-hmm. it wasn't happening yeah. and I left the conditions weren't right mm-hmm. you know um, but I had to try it you know and I didn't put the time in the conditions were right this past weekend when I caught that fish Yeah. and uh, along with that fish I caught two five pounders and a couple you know smaller fish in that 14 to 16 inch range well I would have told you to play the lottery that day but you used all your winnings <laughs> It was honestly, you know, Chauncey was one of my best bass days I've had here in northern Illinois ever. You know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. for the size and, and, and the time frame, too, because it was only like a half-hour window. That was it. Wow. And I fished it, you know, and I hit it perfect on the head. And, again, it's doing your homework. That's, you know, having your notes, knowing how they're going to react the way the weather is. And, and, and that's a perfect example of everything coming together. Now, that's not every time. <laughs> Let's face exactly. it. That, that, the fishing is fishing. It's like I'll catch. Well, um, and like I said, I've gone weeks without catching fish at that spot. Mm-hmm. And, but, you know, putting in the time and, and knowing when everything's going to be right, it, it definitely came together. Well, right. if anybody wants to see the fish, you can always go to Chauncey's uh, Great Outdoors Facebook page. And we've got a po- picture of it there with the the, the show uh, for the week. and But you can also, you know, Jonathan is on, on Facebook, too, and you can see he's great fishing. And you know what, Jonathan? Thanks for being a, an angler who also wants to tell people how they can be successful. It's a lot of people say, well, I tell people how to fish. No, you, you're you helping people by telling them how you do it. And I thank you for that, my friend. Thank you. And, and, I, and I wish there was, uh, you know, there are, I know quite, I throw myself a very good fisherman. Um, you know, so there is, you got to have some help along the way. Um, but that's one thing that I had growing up was, you know, my father and his friends that had taught me everything I know. Mm-hmm. And 
Um, it, it's as long as it, you know I'm doing this interview and talking to you, I can help one person catch a fish. I'm, I'm extremely excited. Cool. Well, thanks much for coming on, my friend. Thank you, Chauncey. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors. You know us. Hey, we know the outdoors. Waterworks has been through this pandemic for everyone who owns a boat or dreams of buying a new boat. Waterworks wants to make your dream of owning a 2022 Lund or Low boat powered by your Mercury outboard this year. Waterworks is taking deposits now for the 2022 London Low Boats with a Mercury outboard motor to be ready for that fall fishing trip. But if you have a boat you're not using or want to sell or maybe trade in, let Waterworks give you a price no one can match. Waterworks will hold your special Waterworks price on these new models and give you all those special price incentives way before any boat show and guarantee to hold that price today with a deposit made today. So stop in now and make a deposit on your 2022 Lund or Low for that fall fishing trip with a new Mercury outboard at a price no one can match. Go to waterworks.com or call them at 708-798-9700. You love watching us on TV? Now you can enjoy the great outdoors every day of the week with a subscription to Midwest Outdoors Magazine. For only $14.95, big issues loaded with the best of fishing, hunting, and the great outdoors. Each one packed with how-to and where-to-go information you can use all year long. Call 1-800-606-FISH. Inside each issue, you'll find timely, in-depth articles on fishing techniques, hunting strategies, equipment reviews, and new product showcases. Fishing or hunting, it's all covered. What are you waiting for? Call 1-800-606-FISH. Did you know that Midwest Outdoors Magazine includes a state section for where you live? Each month you get the information that matters to you and where you hunt and fish. For only $14.95, you get big issues of the best of the outdoors. Call 1-800-606-FISH and start your adventure with Midwest Outdoors today. When you're fishing for salmon with Diamond Ghost Charters on Lake Michigan, the two words every fisherman loves to yell is, Fish on! And Captain Tony of Diamond Ghost Charters will put you on the fish when you're looking to go. A salmon fishing trip with Diamond Ghost Charters is a perfect way to spend a half a day or a full day out fishing with friends, family, or co-workers all on Lake Michigan. So let Diamond Ghost Charters out of Winthrop Harbor hook you up with a chunky summer coho, a trophy fall king, or a lunker lake trout. They're all waiting for you with Diamond Ghost Charters. Don't wait. Call Captain Tony at 847 838 2037. That's 847 838 2037. And get ready to yell, fish on! Steven. Who said that? Me, down here. Oh, what are you, a yellow booger? I'm a banana slug, Steven. What are you doing in my room? I'm your sense of adventure. It's been a long time since we've had an adventure in the forest. Mom took me to the forest last year. I'm a slug, Steven. It took me a long time to get here. You're right. I should get out. Yeah, the forest is not that far away. Hey, Mom, come to the forest where the more adventurous you lives. Check out discovertheforest.org for cool places nearby. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors Radio Network. For more information, contact us at chaunceymedia at aol.com. This segment is brought to you by diamondghostcharters.com. Go fishing with Captain Tony and get ready to yell, fish on!
Well, let me tell you a story about a little fella. Hi, this is Ski Reese, and you're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors. Yeah, the bluegill boogie. When the bass ain't biting and the trout are gone, try the bluegill boogie. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Chauncey's Great Outdoors. And, you know, remember a couple of weeks ago we had our good hunting buddy, Mr. Reynolds, and Mr. Reynolds was talking about how, you know, he was going to go out and shoot himself a nice turkey and do some stuff in Oklahoma and some stuff in Illinois. And, well, guess what? He's not running around the world. He's back in the, you know, his home turf. And I think he might have uh, talk a little bit on an interesting trip you've had, huh, Mr. Reynolds? Good morning, yes. Yeah, it was a good trip. So far, um, two for two. I got a, a turkey opening day in Illinois, and mm-hmm. I got another one on our opening day. It wasn't their opening day in Oklahoma earlier this week on Sunday. Well, that's cool. Yeah, it was um, two completely different hunts, two different species or subspecies, and um, either both were just amazing hunts, but in different ways. In different ways. My brother and I doubled on opening morning after um, having one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. We had a bird come out of the roost, and, and it was still dark. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know, I might have misspoke. I don't think, I think the Illinois birds were on Tuesday morning. Yes, mm. it was Tuesday morning, not opening morning on okay. the first season. I want to correct that. All right. Yeah. yeah. I don't, we caught him alone. He was clearly lovestruck. And <laughs> he wasn't where he was supposed to, he wasn't in any place we've ever seen birds before. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll tell you, but... The audience won't know, but you'll know he was over by the big oak. Really? <laughs> he was roosted by the big oak. We looked at each other and said, well, he's gobbling his head off. Let's go after him. We know where the other ones were. They were roosted by the by the hickory flat. Mm-hmm. So let's go after this guy. And at probably 10 to 6, he came out of the tree and hit the ground not 40 yards away from me. But the problem was he was a silhouette. I knew he was a gobbler because I heard him gobbling. I knew he was hot to trot and he wanted to work. The problem was I couldn't, I couldn't see a beard. And Illinois law says you can't shoot a bird without seeing a beard. Mm, okay. So, so, you know, this bird is up there gobbling away. He comes down to the ground. He's still gobbling, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's, he, he gobbled more than... Any any bird I can remember in in a long time, just on his own. Mm-hmm. Bill was, and I made made a couple of tree calls to him. Yeah, but we didn't do much. He was he was talking all by himself. Was he putting on the uh, Barry White, you know, LPs and singing along or what? <laughs> yeah, he was, he was definitely looking for love. That was true. And I was hoping to, uh, is Johnny was it Johnny? Uh, I can't think of his name now. The guy from Urban Cowboy, he was looking for love in all the wrong places because mm-hmm. he don't he has no idea how close he came because <laughs> Bill could Bill could see him clearly, but he was too far away from Bill. Oh, he was close enough to me, but I couldn't see him clearly because he had the, the timber behind him and he was just a shadow. Yeah. 
So you get him a couple more yelps and a couple of more, hey, baby, come on over here and, you know, stuff like that. And then he says hello, right? Yeah. If he waits two or three minutes, it's it's shooting time and shooting light. And he takes a load of, yeah. of heavy shot right in the, right in the foch, right in the, mm-hmm. right in the face. <laughs> so, but he got lucky. Yeah. Now, and then you said your brother got one on the same day. The next morning, we went to a spot where they they pretty much always used. We had a blind out there, and they were exactly where we were. And it was one of the the best mornings I've ever heard as far as goblin goes. There were birds all around us. Mm. We were on a point, and they had roosted around this point. So we had toms in the trees all around us. It was probably five or six toms. And we could hear hens, but I never did get a count. There were quite a few hens as well. I think what it was is we got between two groups because the, the one group that we ended up taking a couple birds out of came from our left, and the other group was was basically on our right. So, yeah, we and we doubled. I shot mine. He went down. Bill called a little bit, and the, the second one up the hill came back to, to beat on the on mine because mine was obviously down. So he started flogging it and, and pecking at its head, and then Bill put put an end to that as well. Bill said, we have to introduce ourselves, do we? <laughs> yeah, he introduced them to a load of number sixes. So, you know, and once again, I tell people, you know, turkey hunting uh, is a, a, a psychiatrist that I was showing how to turkey hunt a number of years ago, and he said to me, you know, Chauncey, you know, it's very addictive. And I said, yeah, I know it is. And he goes, yes, it's, you know, it's crack cocaine with feathers. And I laughed so hard because it is so true. Turkey hunting is the most addictive thing I can think of. It's just unreal. Yeah, the thing that I like about it is it's always different. Monday's hunt was different than Tuesday's hunt. Mm-hmm. Tuesday's hunt and Monday's hunt were different than Oklahoma. Same species of bird, but subspecies. We're in Oklahoma out towards... Um, I don't know, we were an hour and a half west of, or two hours west of Oklahoma City in, in prairie. I mean, this is, this is windy prairie that looks like flat land, but it's not. Mm-hmm. There's canyons and, and cuts and draws and, and drains in every field. You're hunting huge tracts of land. This, the place that we were hunting out of, um, they have a whole bunch of farms for turkey, or ranches. I'm sorry, you don't call them farms, they're ranches. The one we were on was 6,500 contiguous acres of ranch. Another one that we go to is 10,000 contiguous acres. So these are monster properties. Mm-hmm. And the main income on them is, is gas and oil. But they also run cattle. Because they run cattle, they have pastures. And they put, some have grass pastures, some are winter wheat pastures. And they're just, they're huge huge pieces of property and i took my bird on sunday on what they consider a small piece of property it was only a three thousand acre ranch <laughs> just a little and, spot yeah it's a little spot mm-hmm. this, the, the, the other cool thing about it is these guys had longhorn they, or the guy was running longhorn cows so it's a, it's definitely a treat when you when the sun comes up and you see these cattle go into a stock tank and they've all got horns that are 35 40 70 inches wide oh my gosh just, oh yeah they've 
it, it's pretty spectacular because I knew there were cattle on the place, but I didn't realize they were longhorn. Well, didn't you have a longhorn kind of? You're sitting under a tree, and it kind of was like, "Hey, move out of my spot." A couple years ago. <laughs> no, that was this year. Oh, that was this year. We, okay. The the birds. We were across a pasture from where they were roosting, and the good thing about real grand turkeys. They pretty much roost in the same place all the time because there's not very many roost trees because yeah. there's not a lot of tall trees. So when they find a roost, that's a pretty safe spot. If you don't shoot it out, they'll always go back there. Mm-hmm. So they know where the birds are roosted. Mm-hmm. The longhorns were on um, a big round hay bale that the farmer or the rancher had had rolled out for them, but they needed to go to water, and we were between them and the stock tank. The turkeys were also between them and the stock tank. So when they started to go to water, they don't graze to water. They go to water. So they walk with purpose. And it doesn't bother the turkeys. It just The turkeys just moved out of their way and happened to leave our field. Mm. Well, while we're listening and watching for the turkeys, a mama cow had started to go to, to water and stopped so her, her calf could nurse. And she's ten yards, not even ten yards away from us, looking right at us, trying to figure <laughs> out why those bushes are talking. She doesn't really spook. She's just not real sure what's going on. And my guide wants to move on these turkeys because he knows where they're going, but he doesn't want to spook the cattle because if you spook one, you spook another, you spook two, you spook four, and so on up the line. And he doesn't want to do that. So he's caught between a rock and a harder spot. Finally, he just decides he's going to stand up and see what happens. So he took, he takes his mask off and stands up, and this cow's eyes got as big as saucers. But she didn't spook. She just took a couple steps back. When she didn't spook, he said, get your stuff. We've got to move. As soon as we moved, she moved away quickly, but she didn't, she didn't run. She just kind of hot-footed it away. Mm-hmm. So we made a, a big round, basically a big uh, horseshoe to a fence line that he knew they were they were going down and sure enough we never did see the hen but we saw the tom and he my guy dustin cut at him a little bit and shook a tail fan and when he shook that tail fan that gobbler's head came up to see what was going on over there and he was down on the ground about a half a second later shook his t- a tail fan what do you mean every single guide and this is something i've learned that i'm gonna I'm going to dry some tail fans. Every single guide in Oklahoma carries a dried tail fan. And when you, they see a bird that's maybe out of calling range, but still in sight, they raise this tail fan and they kind of wave it back and forth and then lower it. And then they'll raise it again. And depending on what the, go- if the gobbler's seen it or not, They'll shake it a little bit, just kind of, kind of wiggle it a little mm. bit, and I've seen it work where birds, all of a sudden, are interested in what's going on over here. Now, if you have decoys out and you do that, then they see the decoys and they may come over. But every single guide carries a tail fan with them for that reason to get the bird's attention without screaming on calls. I don't know if a lot of guys in Illinois do it. I know we don't, but I know I'm going to start carrying one in certain situations. I may have one in a blind, but I may also have one where I can pull it out of my vest and just Mm. shake it a little bit because when it works, it's pretty spectacular. Mm. They lock on it, and they come right at it. Even if you put it down, they seem to know exactly where it was 
and they come right to it. Well, it's it's a you know it's a male challenging thing. That it's got to be what it is. Yeah, that's what I was. It's it's you know you're saying, hey, I'm bigger than you, dude. Get right. out of my way. Right. That's and my girlfriend. <laughs> it doesn't seem to matter if it's a Jake Taylor or a Tom Taylor. Huh. They just they seem to key on. It might be the shape, that yeah. arc shape. I don't know, but I'm sure you're right. They see it. Uh, they see it as a challenger. Mm-hmm. So they're going to come over and and take a look and see what this guy's all about. Mm-hmm. Cool. I, I, I'm looking forward to trying that with you, Mr. Reynolds. Yeah, it'll take me. It won't be. I, I won't be able to do one before next year, but next year when we hunt, I will have a tail fan, and we will give it the mm-hmm. the college try. Cool. That's yeah. really cool. Well, it sounds like you had a good trip and a you know, um, had a. Well, the other thing you you also were pig hunting out there, but something you told me about the pigs, you know, because they're not. When we talk about pigs, we're not talking about you know Porky Pig and the little pink guy sitting in the in the, the you know the farmer's you know pen. These are wild pigs, right? Yeah, these are feral. These are yeah. pigs that have been they don't, they've got away from a farmer at some or a rancher at yeah. some point, and they also could have been released. There's there's some theories that that guys release them to hunt them, and not realizing that a sow can have three litters a year. And the females in that litter, after they're six months old, could have a litter. Mm-hmm. And when you do the math, you see how they explode. And they treat them as vermin. Yeah. They treat them as a nuisance. I, I, I was down in the bottom um, last year in, a, in a, what was a, a dry riverbed bottom, and it looked like someone took a little plow down there. And I, and I asked about putting food plots in, and they said, no, that's, that's not a plow, that's a herd of hogs down there rooting around mm. and they, they they turn the ground up they say that a, a big boar can get a foot on the ground looking for tubers and and um and grubs and, and whatever yeah. else he finds so if you think about that that's a farmer's field say a wheat field a herd of hogs go in there and there's a couple big boars in there they're basically trenching the ground where they walk yeah the other thing so, i've heard about uh, pigs are that it only takes you know one or two generations for them to go feral and, you know, become wild. And when they do that, they also get, you know, th- their upper shoulder areas get harder. The skin gets tougher. It's it's not like the guy just sitting eating corn in the pen. It, the, these guys are out running. They're getting, they get more muscular. They get harder skins. Uh, and, you know, they're not easy to take down. I mean, and you don't want some 250, 300-pound thing getting angry at you out in the field. No. No, no, they 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 get a plate, and it the plate comes from fighting. The boars will fight over over sows, which are females. Mm-hmm. They'll fight over them, and because they have tusks, God has given them a protection, a plate over their shoulder blade. When they're not feral, when they're domestic, they still have it, but it's not as tough, like you said. Yeah, a couple generations down, they go back to being. They lose all their their. Their looks, they they go back to looking wild. They're kind of yeah. a grizzly gray, black, brownish color. Mm-hmm. They lose their little round faces, and their their nose starts to stretch out like like wild pigs. Yeah, and a couple generations away from releasing them, they are truly wild pigs. Yeah, well, the, the two that we shot at were were like that. They were with a bunch that weren't because there was some black and white ones in there, which are. A, a distinct breed at the Hampshire, 
there were some spot pigs in there, and there were some white ones in there. So those weren't as far removed from the barnyard. Mm-hmm. But the two that Mike and I shot at were definitely they they were they were wild hogs. No. Well, Mr. Reynolds, it sounds like you had a great uh, turkey, and you know, chased little piggies around and had a great time this spring so far. I did. I absolutely did. Mm-hmm. Next up on the agenda is Mr. Hayes. Yes. Then we'll we'll be working on that one in about a week. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. Well, once again, thank you, Mike. Once again, everybody, this has been Mike Reynolds. He's pro staffer for some of the you know Primos and some other great companies, but he's also on the Chauncey's Great Outdoors pro pro staff, and uh, <laughs> he is somebody that I cherish as a friend and a hunting partner. Also, well, thank you. I, I cherish you as well. All right, my friend, you take care. Thank you. You too. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors. You know us, hey. We know the outdoors. Is that a faucet running? That's not a faucet. That's a river rushing through the forest. Forest rivers provide over 100 million people with clean water to drink. What? I can't hear you because of the vacuum. That's not a vacuum. That's the trees in the forest cleaning up the air we breathe. I didn't know the trees were so amazing. Yep, and the forest gives us shade, trees to climb. That's awesome. Let's go explore some more. Visit the forest today and enjoy all it does just for you. To learn more about the forest and find one near you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Waterworks at 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills, your Lund and Lowe Superstar, have once again been awarded the prestigious Mercury CSI Award for customer service above all other dealers in the area for the seventh year in a row. Call them at 708-798-9700 and tell them Chauncey said the call. Plan your next Illinois adventure to Ren Lake, where the fun begins. Ren Lake is situated in the heart of scenic southern Illinois and can offer you 19,000 acres of water fun and recreation, all within Interstates 57 and 64. At their website, enjoyrenlake.com, you can learn about southern Illinois lodging at its finest, restaurants, family activities, bike trails, camping, and some fantastic fishing and hunting all in one spot at Ren Lake. And it's one of my favorite places to go. So go to enjoyrenlake.com or call them at 314-580-2577. 314-580-2577. And plan your next Illinois adventure that will have you coming back again and again. Illinois, mile after magnificent mile. Diamond Ghost Charters on Lake Michigan. The two words every fisherman loves to yell is, Fish on! And Captain Tony of Diamond Ghost Charters will put you on the fish when you're looking to go. A salmon fishing trip with Diamond Ghost Charters is a perfect way to spend a half a day or a full day out fishing with friends, family, or co-workers all on Lake Michigan. So let Diamond Ghost Charters out of Winthrop Harbor hook you up with a chunky summer coho, a trophy fall king, or a lunker lake trout. They're all waiting for you with Diamond Ghost Charters. Don't wait. Call Captain Tony at 847 838 2037. That's 847 838 2037. And get ready to yell, fish on! You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors Radio Network. For more information, contact us at chaunceymedia at aol.com. <laughs> Chauncey's Great Outdoors is brought to you by Waterworks, the number one London low dealer in the Midwest at 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills, 708-798-9700. Midwest Outdoors Magazine, the true magazine for the Midwest sportsman. 
at MidwestOutdoors.com. Paul's Pizza on 31st and Wolf Road in Westchester, Illinois, where the sandwich is the sandwich. GP Italiano, a true family Italian restaurant, or a restaurant just for you and that special person, at 1 South LaGrange Road in downtown LaGrange at gpitaliano.com, 708-325-4590. Diamond Ghost Charters with Captain Tony at diamondghostcharters.com and Ren Lake Area Tourism at renlake.com. A little bit of heaven at exit 77 on Interstate 57. Catfish, morning about half past four Food I see tiptoeing across my floor My ever-loving baby with a rod in her hand Heading for the creek called Catfish Land She yelled at me and said Get up, son, come along with me and let's have some fun I grabbed my britches and a long cane pole Headed for the red-hot catfish hole Catfish, Hey everybody, welcome back to Chauncey's Great Outdoors, and uh, like I said, a little change of venue today, uh, they uh, delayed the Fishing for a Cure at Braidwood Lake, that's sponsored by Constellation, to May 22nd, so mark your calendars, uh, if you need an application and uh, the form to fill out, you could either go online and just type in Fishing for a Fishing for a Cure, Braidwood Lake, and, and type Enter and you should pop up or just send me a note at Chauncey's with an S Outdoors with an S and we'll get all that applications out to you and answer any questions that you might have. But I'm looking, ex- I'm excited about that tournament. We're going to make sure that you get out and have some fun with us. Okay. Okay. Let's talk about some other things. First of all, let's get the aid and fishing report. It's brought to you by our friends at Waterworks Marine, 18660 South Cicero Avenue and Country Club Hills, 708 798 9700. Tell them Chauncey sent you. Papa, see you tomorrow for the hockey game. Oh, yeah, that's right. We're going to hockey game. Uh, Dad and I went to Muskegon, and we walked out to the pier, and the guy said, Aiden, tell your Papa there's no brown trout here. <laughs> we then went to check what they were doing with our boat at the marina in Grand Haven. We walked to the ramp where the boaters were, and they said the yellow perch were really, really slow. A few coho were caught by boaters trolling inside of 40 feet of water. Orange spoons were good for the coho. I told them about your coho trip with Captain Tony, and I had to show them pictures so they would believe me. They didn't believe me because they said you can't catch that many fish that fast. Well, thanks, Aiden, for sticking up for your papa. Uh, See you tomorrow for the hockey game. Love, Aiden, your fisher magician and hockey star grandson. That's that's my Aiden. Got that right. Okay, Cook County Forest Preserves. Um, first of all, Arnold, Arnold uh, Superintendent Arnold Randall and uh, President Preckwinkle will be at a, a really neat place. They're going to the Trailside Nature Museum uh, for the 90th anniversary of, of that facility. It's pretty a cool place. I like that. Uh, they're gonna. The two of them will be there around 2 p.m. But during this whole day on Sunday, May 1st, uh, for the festival, they're going to be doing all kinds of things where you can dip netting and gardening activities, as well as learn about bird banding and watch dancing performers, uh, ice cream social, family-friendly historical activities. Kids can climb a tree 
that's there, guided wildflower walks, building a birdhouse, and more. Sounds like a good time to me. I think I ought to beat her. Um, but no, I'm going to be at a hockey game. <laughs> but don't forget, Illinois, Michigan, and other states in the Midwest are asking you to stop feeding birds until the end of May and maybe into June to stop the spread of the avian influenza. It's very uh, damaging to the birds, and it can cause a tremendous amount of loss of life in those little guys. So let's be smart and do that. The Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources today announced that a new walleye slot limit is going on this spring on Clear and Catherine Lakes in Oneida County and Anvil and Laura Lakes in Vialis County. As part of a comprehensive rehab plan, the new regulations for all four lakes is an 18-inch minimum length for walleye and fish from 22 to 28 inches may not be kept, and the daily bag limit is only one fish. Woo, they're cranking down on that one. Uh, and our good friend was fishing. He got he, two hot dog, Joey. Was just he said, "You guys smack, smacked him up north, Trance. We were smacking him on this Illinois Indiana line." In the Illinois waters, doing great, and our friends in Indiana also are catching good numbers of coho. But you got to keep an eye on what's going on with the weather. It's going to be a little tough this weekend because of the rain and hard winds. So maybe you have to wait till after the weekend or later Sunday to find some fish. He's probably pretty true on that one. Well, you know, we're coming to the end of the show, and oh, I can hear the flute playing. And I like to leave you with a Native American proverb every week, and this one comes from Chief Dan George of the Waltooth Nation. May the stars carry your sadness away. May the flowers fill your heart with beauty. May hope forever wipe away your tears. And above all, may silence make you strong. Wow, that's pretty good. May the stars carry your sadness away. May the flowers fill your heart with beauty. May hope forever wipe away your tears. And above all, may silence make you strong. How very true. Please remember, we don't own the woods, the rain, the storm, or the fish we catch. We really are borrowing it all from our children's children's children. Let's make sure we have a heck of a lot more for them. We'll see you next week. Where? Right here on Chauncey's Great Outdoors. Take care, everybody.